This is Object to This and Ace Attorney Fancast. I'm Stephanie from the American Cry Foundation. I'm Michelle. Same. That's it. That's all we do. That's, That's it. That's it. We just we're just very sad. <laughs> very sad people. Um, all right, so most of this episode we're gonna talk about the anime. Um so be prepared for that, but let's get out of the way a couple of other email and news and other things. First yes. off, news. No. Okay. <laughs> I mean, you want, I can check, but like, no, there's. We know there's not. Let me, let me check real quick. I'm actually like watching you Googling it instead of sitting there. Like, no, there's, there's nothing since that figurine that we got, the um, Phoenix Wright figurine. So here we are still, uh, news, news lists. Yes. I don't know if we discussed this last time, but Super Smash Brothers came out and Phoenix is still not in it. So, you know. So there's the news. No justice. And I know that came out a while ago. Don't at me. <laughs> um, let's see. Um, last time we talked a lot about siblings and how, like, there aren't really more than, like, two in any sort of family. A couple of you and Jesse had corrected us, which is, duh, uh, Pearl, Dolly, and Iris are all sisters. I guess so, yeah. They have different dads, or yeah. at least Pearl's dad is different than Dolly and Iris's dad. I, I did forget that. I also I'm forgot so- that. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. It's just like technically they're sisters, even though they don't fucking know it. Yeah. <laughs> so that's a different tragic thing. And then like somebody else argued like the, like, well, Apollo, Neuda, and Rafa, and Machi. And I'm like, you can't. Wait, Machi? Machi made that list. <laughs> was this OG? I think it was OG. Oh, yeah. I guess Machi's like her... Adopted. I guess child. I would say adopted. I mean, it's more like a ward. Like a Batman-style ward. Yeah. OG Master Mask brought that one up. Okay, and I was yeah. like, you're stretching. And, you know, we're all about, like, families not... Okay, yeah. So my correction here, then, is I would like to see a family of three siblings, all of whom know that they are siblings... <laughs> Like, if they don't even all have to say have the same parents. All of whom know that they are siblings when we meet them. <laughs> like, <laughs> whether they like each other, don't like each other, live with each other or not, or have the same parents or not. I want them all to know that they're siblings when they meet each other or when we meet them. Yeah, that would be, yeah. I mean, like, that's, I guess, to qualify exactly what we meant. Yeah, sorry. I mean, technicalities aside, like, okay, there are, there are sibling relationships that are more than two siblings in the Ace Attorney universe. Good. Sorry we forgot that. What I would like <laughs> is not to be like, fucking Machi! <laughs> right. Which is, which is all fair, but also, you know, there are technicalities oh that, ex, ex, like, kind of, like, OG brought up, um, like, it's really hard to fit three Ace Attorney broad shoulder characters onto one screen. Yeah. Okay. Let's, here we go. <laughs> let's make a, let's make a question bet here situation. Are Apollo and or Trucy going to find out that they are siblings with each other first or that they are siblings with Machi first? <laughs> <laughs> now, if it's up to Phoenix to break the news, which it technically is. Probably that one. Oh my god, can you imagine? Can you imagine if we go in to, to Ace Attorney, whatever number we're on, and it's got, we get a dramatic scene between Phoenix and Trucy, and it's like, or, or even Trucy and, and... Apollo? No, 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 Trucy and what's Not her face? Uh, uh, Thalassa? The mom, Thalassa. Trucy and Thalassa, and it's like, Trucy, you have a brother. And then we're all like, this is it, this is the moment. And Trucy's like, oh my god, who is it? And fucking Machi comes out of the corner. <laughs> speaking in wingdings. <laughs> uh, and Phoenix is like, ah, it's fine. And Phoenix is like, 
technically, I guess, <laughs> congratulations on your brother. And then he, like, hugs, like, and then she starts crying, and they're hugging, and then Phoenix's like, Daddy, come here and hug us. And so he's hugging, <laughs> and he's just mean mugging the last as he's hugging them. Because <laughs> she made it his problem yeah, and again. The, and I see this happening, and for some reason, the setting I see is the the... The, like, background room at a Gaviner's concert, like that room that we got that one time, because that was the Machi case, I guess. No. Yeah, I guess yeah. we met Machi. So, for some reason, I see it happening in the, in a backstage room. Maybe it's backstage at Trucy's show or something, but of course it has to happen not, like, in the, the safety of your own home. It has to happen in a weird fucking place. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, and then the other correction we got is that, um, Lana and Emma are 13 years apart. So that's a big time. That's a, that's big a lot of a part. And I mean, I have a little brother who's 10 years younger than me. That's but like lot. 13 is a lot and 10 was a lot, you know, like, yeah, um, I don't think that kid remembers dial up like, like, it's hard. <laughs> it is. Yeah, it is hard. It's just like, they're very far apart. And mm-hmm. you know, like, we were, I think we complained about how like twins is cheating, because we got the Betsy and Bonnie thing. But at the same time, it's fine. Yeah. Um, I don't need triplets, though. I'd be mad if you gave me triplets. Yeah, I would probably be mad that you gave me triplets. And here's why. Because it would not be an organic situation with triplets. It would be like, there's two of them, and then there's secretly three of them, which is like a plot device used in many things. Series of unfortunate events. Twice. (laughs) Like, (laughs) comes to mind. But, you know, like... Yeah, no, it's and it or it's just like, oh, these two are fine, but the third one's evil. Yeah, you know, it's usually that kind of somebody's evil, or one's good and one's evil, and then there's a third one. Uh, no, like, oh. the third one came to us for help. You know, so it is what it is. So um, they can do triplets as long as it's not tropey. It's really yeah, weird. like just like have triplets. Yeah, just have triplets. They can just be like because well, the thing I would be afraid of about triplets is basically like. They they exist in triplets yet to be to be foils of each other instead of organically their own people. Yeah. Um Like Bonnie and Betty were not like jazzed about because it's like the good twin and the evil twin. But it was like the the, the like mean twin and the nice twin. Yeah. You know? And it was used as a plot twist, like, oh they're twins. Yeah. And it's like we know that that's what's gonna happen. Yeah. So I mean just give me give me good reason for triplets. Yeah. Um and then another, like, kind of correction for us is, like, uh, OG Master Mask was going back and being like, is there any news we missed? And no, because there's nothing to miss. No. <laughs> Unfortunately. But we, when we were like, oh, there's going to be a new game for the Switch in 2018. Yeah. I mean, like, I guess it was just rumors. But we took those rumors to mean something because that's all we got. <laughs> and, like, that's on us that we didn't, like, vet the rumors. And I'm sorry we're... One of the only sources for Ace Attorney information on the internet, and we get our source from another source, so that's like we're not even that good. But like, we should have done a little bit of homework. However, we are hungry for news. So hungry. We're so hungry for news. We latch on to anything. So thirsty. And we get so thirsty. And the reason that we're so thirsty is because this anime is not the quenchiest. (laughs) We'll get to it. I am not quenched. I am far, far from <laughs> satiated, quenched, or... Oh, gosh. 
happy, really. The lack of quench. <laughs> but yeah, so anyway, no games to quench us or satiate us. And then now we've got the anime, which I know we neglected last time. You don't notice Jessie's not here and we've given up on her. And that's fine because she won't listen. But Jing, this is your fault. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Jing. Jing, it's literally actually your fault. She's with you right now. Yeah. Jing, I understand that, like, <laughs> the only time you have free is when Jessie hangs out with you, but I would like to see her too. And I live with her. Um, uh, Jessica emailed us, though. Oh, okay. Also, um, Nick, if you press him in a testimony, does say he's an only child. So we know for sure, okay. canonically, Nick has it said he is an only child. Okay, so we haven't retconned this yet. But in the second case, in Justice for All, he does it if you press one of Amy's witness testimonies. Okay. So, they can still retcon They can it. wreck it. So, so... In in the second one, Eeny Meeny is when it comes out that Nick says, like, whatever, thank God I'm an only child or something. Like, mm-hmm. Okay, so no magic sister for Phoenix. <sighs> Maybe. <laughs> he could still have a cousin. Uh, I'd be okay if it was a cousin he never talked about, because at least then they might be distant enough. It'd be different if it was like, this is my sister I never talk about. <laughs> you know, yeah. You know that'd be different. That would be different. Um, and then, oh, uh, we complain, we, as we always complain about Athena's outfits, which is the dead horse that we, we, we stand upon. I, you know, I won't, the, that dead horse does, is, means something to me. It's dead for a reason, but I'm not over it yet. I'll still beat it. <laughs> um, uh, Jessica linked us to, uh, some, uh, concept art that they had in the, uh, book. In the, uh, Dual Destiny's art book. And I do remember looking at those. And let's pull it up on the laptop because it'll be easier to see. Um, Thank you for sending us this, Jessica. It's been a while since I've looked at them, so. I'm not saying all of the other options were good. Okay, so uh, as a description, her hair is as long, but it curls. Um, and by curls, I mean it is one giant curl. Um, and then she's, the option for outfit variations are... Are those shorts? Uh, yes, I do. Three of them are short shorts with leggings and heels. Short shorts. Um, and then a suit jacket with a peplum. The suit jacket with a peplum is on all of them. One of them is a miniskirt. And the peplum is like the ruffly bit. Maybe it's not a peplum. Maybe it's just a ruffle bottom. I think it might just be a ruffle bottom. Suit jacket. Um, and then color variations are yellow, yellow for miniskirt. And then pink with shorts, like like a salmon pink with shorts, and like a, a blue, like a cerulean, not cerulean, cyan, like a cyan blue. It's very light, though. A light cyan with uh, the shorts. And then her hair is only the same color as Athena's actual hair in one of the yellow outfits. And then they give her, like, some black or purpley blue in variations. Yeah, different color gradients. Um, and that's on, like, the, the first link of... The first page of it, and that's like the colored ones. If you look up top, they try some shorter hairstyles or some spunkier hairstyles or big flowers. I kind of like the spunky short hair, but like, I get it. Yeah, they can't, they, they don't want to do that. But ponytails seem to be a pretty predominant. Only one of them kind of looks like her mom's hair. Yeah, a little and bit, actually. that was, like, they kind of had tried to do that, and I, you know, that would have been okay. I would have gone with, like, a hair that was more like her mom's. I think that would have been good. It does seem like they just want to keep a one ponytail thing on that page, and then woofa-doofa, do we get Oof. to this second page? This is straight out of, what's that game? What's that game? The, um, the rhythm game in space. Space rhythm game. 
I don't know. Shit. Shit. You know what I'm talking about, though, right? I think so. It's Space Channel 5? Oh, yeah. Space Channel 5. Yes. So anyway, picture Athena if you were going to fan art her into Space Channel 5. She's got blue hair. First off, the yellow outfit's still yellow. Yellow thigh-high-heeled boots. The dr- her dress is a is a it's just a lo- it's like a short mini skirt yellow dress with a long red tie, um, short sleeves, but then yellow or no white full arm length gloves with no fingerless gloves, um, and then uh, a big belt with side pockets, and um, and she has a collar for her tie to sit into, and that also turns into a schoolgirl thing in the back. Yeah, a little. Fuku, and she's, I think? No. Yeah? Fuku? Is that what they call it? Yeah, like a Sailor Fuku And then, thing. like, her hair's got a... So her hair's blue. It's short, like a bob. It's got... Um, her eyes are blue, and then she's got a white headband, and then, like, two circle antenna things coming off the top. Oh, God. And then giant heart earrings. Yeah. Heart, um... I'm glad they... I straight, straight up like, hate this. It's awful. It's... It gives me, um... Lisa Basil vibes. It's like yeah, that the kind hairstyle of side is... character. Um, I don't want to. Uh, I don't want to say charm is not the word. Like this, this like little like quirkiness. Quirk, I guess. Side character quirk. It's showing her in one wearing like sunglasses that are red, that are giant and shaped like butterfly wings, and uh, they're doing the. Katim, like the Kamina, like glint. Glint, yeah. So it's like if you had rounded Kamina glasses. Uh, oh my god, I hate this. Which I think hate that's, this. This was them trying to lean, I think, into like the spacey shit, the spacey shit, but also into um, widget. Like I think this was like trying to make widget more central to her design in terms of like making her more technologically spacey things. Yeah, so glad this got scrapped. So this got scrapped. There's some more. Sailor- There's her in like a little page boy outfit though with suspenders here and and her hair's all up in a hat. And, and next to it is a Sherlock Holmes hat. And I'm on board for both of those. <laughs> I like this one, which kind of has a bartender flair to it. But um, you know, that's that's me personally. Oh God. Uh, okay, we're moving on to the third page. This is more outfit variations for the antenna look. And none of them make it better. Giving her poofy shorts doesn't yeah. make it better. Bloomer shorts. Um, Mini skirt with leggings or stockings doesn't make it better. Making them black doesn't make it better. Giving her pigtails doesn't make it better. Like short pigtails. And then they actually do have images of Athena, like the Athena look we know, but with like... A big scarf bow. A big scarf bow or like a little laser gun. I'm glad they didn't give her a laser gun. I know that would be a shout out to our history, but no. There's one where she's wearing a goddamn swimsuit top. Like like a bikini top here. Now this one where she's got like a normal ponytail but two little like side like curly cues coming down by her collarbone. That's nice. I like that hairstyle. Yeah, that would have been a better hairstyle. And she's got sensible bangs, which is, I'm sure, why they scratched she's it. She's still wearing, like, a Sailor Fuku in most of these, though. Yes, they're really dedicated to that aesthetic. And then on to the fourth page. We get a little bit more. They thought about giving her glasses. Which I would have been fine with. A tablet. Okay, this is the concept art. The color yes. one of this page is the concept art I've seen most frequently about Athena, which is, like, giving her a white jacket, then her on, like, ensemble... Pretty much the same, but in a different yellow. Like, even the boots, down to the boots, it's the same. But her hair's black, and she has a white headband. 
Mm-hmm. And then variations on that. Like instead of a tie, a red tie here, they gave her uh, a kind scarf. of a scarfy bow shape. And all of these, she's got a holster. And then like one, they just did her outfit totally in blue and white instead and gave her blue hair instead of the yellow. Yeah, so it's just basically, like, minor tweaks on the Athena that we have. But they, like, really got dedicated to that, like, flip-out long bang and long ponytail. Yeah. The side branch, if you will. The branch, yeah. A lot, they were, almost made the branch curly in many of these. Um, But they gave up on the curly branch, I suppose. Yeah. So, I mean, basically, in all of the options we possibly could have had for Athena, we only like the ones that did not make it even to color. Yeah, the, the, yeah, the ones that didn't make it to color have some good ideas, but I guess they thought that wasn't quirky enough. Which, honestly, though, hey, we could be madder, is what I've just learned today. We, we could, it could be worse, but I mean, like, that's not comforting. <laughs> like, like, I don't want to be thankful that it isn't worse. Which is fair. Which, at this stage of the drought, all we have is being thankful that it's not worse. (laughs) But it's not, it doesn't make me happy. I don't feel satisfied with that feeling. It's like we are, we are in our, in our drought motif. We're laying in the middle of the desert sand. And it's hot and we're, we're dying without water. And we're like, well, at least there aren't scorpions. Like, (laughs) I don't want to just lay here and die thinking at least there aren't scorpions, okay? Like, I guess you're right. If we had scorpions, though, maybe we would have something to work with here. (laughs) But we don't have scorpions. We're just dying in the middle of the desert. It's true. Well... The only the only thing they're giving us is that one sad rain cloud that we're like, please give us water and then some shade. The rain cloud is the anime. Is that- <laughs> yes, that rain cloud is the anime, which I think we should just talk about that now. Is it a rain cloud or a mirage oasis? <laughs> yeah, no, we're gonna find out, aren't we? Okay, yeah. The, the metaphor is to be TBD here. It's we're in the in the workshop on the metaphor, but all right. So at this point, commencing anime spoilers. We watch season two, episode nine through ten, nine, ten, twelve, eleven, twelve, nine through twelve. So this is the end of the Trebian case and the entirety of of the train of the train case, which is so you know end of recipe for a turnabout entirety of Northward's Turnabout Express. We're going to try our best to recap that. <laughs> First, let's let's get the get out of the way out of the way. So let's talk about the end of the, the Turnabout last recipe for a Turnabout. Okay, final trial. Sean Armstrong's up. He's very butt- there's so much butt. There's so much butt. I was like, at first I said, like, I'm like, you know what? I'm kind of glad about this equal opportunity of like, hey, we look at all these women's boobs, but hey, here's a man's butt. Here's a jiggly, jiggly, tra- like John Armstrong butt. And that's just too much butt. It's so much butt. His break animation is him flying away with his butt sticking out. Like, <laughs> it's a lot of butt. I mean, thank God, it, like, nothing, no clothing split off of him, which is what would happen if it was a lady, though. Like, yes. his, the clothing would explode off of I'm just glad, like, we're, this isn't a Food Wars podcast. Yeah, you know? and it won't ever be. I'll no. never watch Food Wars. But, um, so as a, as a summary, Sean Armstrong goes up, they've figured out that Victor Kudo's testimony doesn't add up, Phoenix is like, 
you've staged a fake murder to trick Victor Kudo and then frame Maggie Bird and you hid the body in the kitchen and you did it. John Armstrong. And he's like, no, it wasn't me. And he's like, I had to do it because someone forced me. I did hide the body, though. And he's like, who forced you? I cannot say. No. No. What do you can I say? And uh, and then he's like, well, I've got your loan information here from Furio Tigre. And so that's who it was, huh? And he's like, oh, no. And Godot's like, I already figured this would happen. Called him. Furio Tigre bursts in the doors. Wind blowing people away. Crunchy guitar. Crunchy guitar that's not on the soundtrack plays. It's great. The, w- the wind forcefully blows everyone around. The judge is scared. Fury T. Gray, speaking of clothes ripping, proceeds to almost rip his jacket off where we can pull, he pulls it back far enough where we can see he does not own nipples. He doesn't know, he doesn't own them, but he's either had them surgically removed or, uh. I just, just begs a lot of anatomy questions about Ace Attorney characters on yeah. vis-a-vis nipples. Although I did think he was orange, sufficiently orange in this episode. Not like glaringly orange, but like sufficiently orange skin tone wise. Um, I think it was having him stand next to Phoenix helped that also. Yeah. I mean, he gets up, gives his testimony, I didn't see nothing, and then they trap him, and Phoenix is like, oh, I don't have enough to do my thing. Which is like, he Phoenix calmly walks behind the bench and then goes, oh! <laughs> which is still my favorite part of this anime, is when he like pauses and then has a melodramatic moment. It's still good. We get a couple of awkward... Wind pushing Maya into Phoenix in a very romantic pose, and then she either shoves Phoenix away or dives underneath the bench so she doesn't like. She's like, "Oh God!" Phoenix yeah. does not notice <laughs> that this has occurred. Um, Furio Tigre's got an airtight alibi or whatever that he's full of shit, and Phoenix proves like you were gonna use this computer virus to do this or whatever. Eventually, he's just like, "And this is the container with the poison, and it's the prescription eye drops container," and. Furio Tigre's like, no, my poison wasn't in that shitty bottle. It was in like a good, a good, a brown. good brown glass bottle. And, and everyone falls silent. And he's like, what's up? And Godot's like, you fucking moron. <laughs> like, Godot's like, you idiot. And he's like, what? I prosecuted this case a month, I defended well, this case a month ago. He's like, I heard about the case a month ago. And he's like, you just told me you never heard about that case. And he's like, well, I did prosecute it. And he's like, the only reason you would do defend it, it, or defend it, the only reason you'd defend it is because you're the murderer. And he's like, Rah! Yeah, like, more wins. More wins, and that's it. And then so Maggie and Maya split a, a huge bento from Wheaties and Rice, and Gumshoe hides behind a door as Phoenix thumbs up him and he <laughs> cries. You did it. Cries his joy. Because Gumshoe does bring the decisive evidence that he's, you know, he's a he's a bro in this one. It's good because yeah, he loves good. Maggie. We do, we, we, I mean, this is the beginning of we finally get the Gumshoe we want and yeah. deserve, which is good. Um, Thoughts. I mean, you know, it's it is what it is. Yeah, I I definitely was like, what's happening? I forgot everything. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, it's been a break for us, but this case was still not very long. Like we had three no. episodes of the case, but it feels. I still think it, it feels weirdly paced. Maybe not rushed, but it feels like a lot of. I mean, this episode was full court, which was fine, but it does feel it's a, it feels off to me. But that's it's fine. It, yeah, I think it was, I think like I, overall season two does a better job of that, of not trying to jam a whole case into it two episodes. Yeah, which I appreciate. Which, which is fine. Um, yeah. so like, you know, whatever. Um, Armstrong's butt was too much. His eyes still creep me out. <laughs> yeah, his eyes in this are like beetles. Yeah, they're just very, 
vacant and gross looking. I don't know. Yeah, instead of like, I want them to be sparklier, and instead they're just wet. Yeah. (laughs) They're just wet brown orbs. Yeah, they're just unpleasant to look mm-hmm. upon. Um, and then Fury Tigre completely loses his tan. Oh my god, yeah, they, the police escort him out and he's like... Regular colored. Regular colored. And you get a kind of sad scene between him and... Um, Viola Cavardini. And v- Viola, yeah. Is that her name? Cavarini, but yeah. Cavarini, yeah. And she's sad, and it made me really sad, but she's a tragic character yeah. in her own... In her in her own little universe, and then we never see her again. Yeah, and I'm kind of okay with the outcome there, where we they had their little moment of fury of being like, "Why'd you sell me out?" She's like, "The crime family always gets its debts," and at the very least, we don't have five year old Maya bopping around this fucking scene, right? Because <laughs> I was worried that we were gonna have like, bow, 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 Maya, like, woo, yeah, <laughs> and it's like, no, we no. had the amount of drama it needed to, or even Phoenix being like interfering. I didn't yeah. want any... They had their need. moment, and then she, like, remembers all the times that she thought he was being nice and sincere to her. And she cries. And yeah. she cries. And that's it. We never see her again. But, yeah. you know. Bye, Viola. Bye, Viola. I hope you become a badass bitch and run that crime family very well. Can you take the band-aid off your head? You can take the band-aid off your head. That's Gar's heels. It's been six months. Please take the bandage off. But okay. Yeah. Now, we will talk about <sighs> Northford... Northward. Northward. We'll finally do it. Northward, Dynamite Express. Which, I did look this up because I wanted to know if this was part of that manga that we never read. Uh But the Ace Attorney wiki says that this is an original anime episode, which is later adapted to original manga. Um, so, just to give you all the basis... Oh god, we have other names. We have other names. We have English versions of the names on the Ace Attorney Wiki, though, so this is about to be a good time. Oh boy. (laughs) If Michelle and I had done Anime vs. Plausible, and we had pulled out Train, Runaway Train, we had pulled out, um, uh, uh, Bomb. Bomb. If we pulled out... Uh, Edgeworth is around. Edgeworth can help, but is not around, (laughs) I feel... And, um... The English names are way better. I want you to think the English names are way better. Oh, good. Benjamin Casanova. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) Oh, boy. Okay, um... The names we deserve, not the names we got. The names we deserve. I'm looking up the grandma's Japanese name is what I really want. But, um... Uh, what else did we pull out of anime versus plausible? Uh, international international scandal scandal is I like, guess is what would would have been plausible, you know. And I just want to know why a Capcom won't just give us money for our plots that we are willingly coming up with. Still wondering, and two, if um. If they feel these things are really necessary, <laughs> I'm still baffled on why we get these original plots. Uh, yeah, this when is, there's plenty of meat in Ace Attorney. This, already. Yeah, so this is a full, literal spread. Like this is a full, this is a full three episode dinner filler. Okay, like this isn't just, yes. this isn't just like. Extra snacks. This is an entire meal replacement. Three episodes of case, and I don't understand. 
Now that being said, we're going to try our best. <laughs> okay, to yeah. It. So let's go. Um, we show up to a old, as Maya calls it, choo-choo train. We show up to a choo-choo train. The choo-choo train is styled off of an old coal steam. Oh, Bacano. If we pulled out Bacano. Bacano was also, in the anime versus plausible pullout, it's just the entire anime Bacano is like what we have to work with. So we pull up to an old choo-choo train steamer, uh, and it's a high-tech state-of-the-art train disguised as a coal steamer for some fucking reason. Note, pin here. I don't know why it has to be a high track train. <laughs> because we never utilize that except for a Skype screen. A Skype, connection. The Skype connection from the ceiling. Um, Phoenix and Maya have been invited not to smash, but to this train <laughs> via very fancy envelope. Gumshoe and the judge entered a postcard contest and won a chance to be on this train. The train is called the Northern Star, the Silver Star. The Silver Star. The Silver Star. It's run by, and this is in the subs, so these are the, this is, we watched it subbed, so these are the Japanese versions of the name, not the American versions of the name. We will go, rarely do we go with the Japanese versions, but we're going to go with that for right now, because everything is bullshit anyway. So, the train is owned by Hubley Richinod. The King of the Goldstruck Republic. Pin in that. We're not sure what the Goldstruck Republic is still. <laughs> but it's canon. But it's canon. But it's probably canon now. We're not sure if it's a country, a corporation. We don't know. Yeah, we, we don't, don't know. know. Continuing. So, Hubley Richinot unfortunately cannot be on the train for unknown reasons at this time. But it is his train. But it's his train and he paid for it. And uh, he was a weeb because he's... He's been normalized... As a citizen. He, yeah, he's a naturalized Japanese citizen, even though he's the king of the Goldstruck Republic, question mark. Anyway, we're getting on this train. Other people on this train is we have a fashionista version of Miles Edgeworth, slash Gregory Edgeworth. He looks like Gregory. Yes. Um. So picture Gregory. Give him white bangs, though, much like Blackwell. Give him some real good wingtip eyeliner. Give him the best wingtip eyeliner I've ever seen. Blood red vampire eyes, <laughs> and a uh, and a Bluetooth that connects from his glasses to his tie clip. Yeah, he's got some Google Glass situation, and then um, you know, like a fancy looking suit and the overcoat jacket. Also entering is a blonde, pointy faced bishy boy who is wearing a black Carmen Sandiego style hat and then a black trench coat, and he is. He shares some words with the with the with uh, recolored Gregory Edgeworth, whose name we don't know right now. But recolored Gregory Edgeworth's name is Saiga. Yeah, Yusuburo Saiga. Um, although his his English name, according to the wiki, is Tristan Trumbull. Wow. <laughs> Which I want to say, I want to say that Hubley Richinod's name is Avery Richman. A very rich man. Oh, that's good. <laughs> so Avery Richman, but we're going to call him Hubley, Hubley Richinod. Which is like Hubley and Rich. rich. Yeah. Oh, I get it. Um, okay, so Hubley Richinod. Um, Yusuburo Saiga is the, the off-color Gregory Edgeworth. Okay, so Phoenix is in one car with Maya, or one room with Maya on one car. Gumshoe and the Judge contest winners in a different car. Um, this is not very important. Maya brings 
Phoenix brings an entire stack of library books about trains, although they may not be library books, I don't know. But Phoenix brings an entire bunch of train books because he's a fucking nerd, and he's looking at a scrapbook about Hubley Richinod, which Stephanie thinks was on the train, and I think Phoenix has a scrapbook about Hubley Richinod. I have to believe it was on the train. I have to for me. But, you know, Phoenix gets invited by someone he doesn't know to get on a fancy train vacation, and he, one, goes. Two, brings a minor. Two, brings a minor. Three, brings an entire literary collection about both trains and the guy who invited him, which he didn't look at before getting on the train. He's just chosen this as his light train reading. Not not suspicious in any way. Zero suspicion whatsoever. Work's been slow, okay. Other people on this train. There's train crew, and the train crew is uh, the people that we meet who are important are Rick Steam and Regina Locomoti. I hate Rick Steam. <laughs> Rick Steam is like Phoenix's like helper guy, and then Regina Locomoti is Gumshoe's helper lady, and uh, then other people on the train, a girl with a bread beret in her hair. No, no, no. It's a headband. A bread headband. A head brand. A bread band. A girl with a croissant that acts as a headband. A girl with a headbread and and her grandma. 87-year-old grandma. 87-year-old grandma. Um, Some like hook nose looking. There's a fat one and a skinny one. They're nondescript random men. Um, who else is on the train? Um, That's it, really. You've met the train people. (laughs) Except Hubley Richinon, who's not on the train. Don't forget, he's not here. (laughs) Maya's brought for her entertainment. Phoenix has light reading of all these books. Maya's light entertainment is she's bought um, Mochi Mochi Steel Samurai Walkie Talkies. (laughs) Which translates to Ahoy Steel Samurai. Yeah, the, for some reason the uh, the subs thought that Ahoy would be a good translation for Moshi Mosh. Which just upsets me because the girl who sits next to me at work frequently starts her emails with Ahoy. Oh, oh. But As you don't a, say that on the phone. Nobody here picks up the phone and they're like, Ahoy! I mean, she does, but she thinks it's cute. The closest that my dad got is when he'd pick up the phone and he'd say, Hello, Hungry Howie's, which is a pizza chain where I'm that's, from. That's really funny. <laughs> Extremely, yes, very good. Thank you, Dad. Hello, Hungry Howies. But he doesn't do that anymore now that he has a cell phone, like a coward. <laughs> and now that Hungry Howies is largely out of business. Unfortunate. Yes, I liked their pizza with the garlic crust. Anyway. We digress. <laughs> I digress. So these are the characters. Moshi Moshi Steel Samurai. Um, she's like, Phoenix is like, why the fuck did you bring walkie-talkies? And she's like, to play Bomb Squad, of course. That's what you do on a train, is you play Bomb Squad. And she's like, hello. Like, and then she has this whole dialogue between herself. Yeah, she's of like, like, you gotta, I found the bomb. Oh, you gotta cut. Like, they're blue everywhere. Just cut them all. They're gonna kill us. And he's like, Wah. yeah. Uh, Phoenix is like, what the hell? And then Gomshu comes in and he's like, I came to hang out, <laughs> And we're like, hell yeah, Gumshoe. And then she, he's like, what's that? And she's like, always oh, steal samurai. And then they're like, oh, you're going to play Bomb Squad? So they play Bomb Squad. Yeah, so Phoenix is like, thank God I could do my reading like a nerd. And they go and play Bomb Squad. Um, which Gumshoe finds a very a conspicuously colored flip-flop on the floor of the train, which I'm like, for sure that's going to be important later. It's not. Just for this goof. It's just for this goof where he's like, it's got five wires on it. And she's like, cut them all. And he's like, wah. And then Regina Locomotive comes up and she's like, what the? 
what are you talking about a bomb? What are you doing? And he's like, I'm playing bomb squad. And I'm a grown man. And she's like, dinner is happening. Yeah, you're in car three. It's time for you to eat dinner. And he's like, I'm going to go get some grub over. (laughs) So him and the judge go and they have, judge has brought his gavel because he feels uncomfortable without it. And he's wearing his robes. He's wearing his robes. That's not mentioned. They eat dinner and then they go back to their car and they have tea and it's very lovely. And then now it's time for Phoenix and Maya to go have dinner. So Phoenix and Maya go to have dinner um, in their car is all there except for one empty table. Grandma's there, nondescript. Other people are there. A screen comes down and starts playing Happy Birthday. And then the lights go out. And we flash to Gumshoe. And he's like, rattle, rattle, what's happening? <laughs> like the train is freaking out. He sees a fire going past. And he's like, a human soul <laughs> out the window. <laughs> oh Which my. is very, very oh Japanese. <laughs> a little whisk. And we're like, ooh. And then... um. We flashback, Phoenix and Maya don't seem to have been distressed and their wine glasses on the table are fine. Whatever. Okay, so what is happy birthday trigger? Well, the now in their train car, the dinner car, in comes the entire train crew equipped with Tommy guns as well as a dude in an entirely Victorian suit, overcoat, and top hat. It's it's hugely rich and on. <laughs> He's here, and they're like... Don't forget the chains around his hands. Oh, yeah, he's wearing chains. He's wearing, man- like, Simon Blackwell manacles. Shackles that have been cut, so he's still wearing them around his wrists, and he's like, hi, everyone, I've escaped from prison. And they're like, everyone's like, oh, and he's like, I've kidnapped the train. And we're like, it's your train. <laughs> so, like, real quick, you didn't... It's your train. You didn't hijack your own train. You didn't hijack your own train. But oh. okay. And then he's like, I'm doing this because I've been... Tried for tried and convicted of murder in, turns out, America. Uh, and they've extradited me. As far as we can tell, they've extradited him to Japan to go to prison. So he was on his way to prison. His cronies broke him out to get on this train. Why? They call him king. They call him king, which is why it's really unclear whether it's like a company or a country or what. But he's a Japanese citizen, so it sounds like he was convicted of murder in America, and they shipped him over to Japan to go to prison. <sighs> You're doing great. It's a, we're here to have a retrial. He's staged it so everyone necessary to have a retrial is here, and he's broadcasting it to an unknown location. And Phoenix Wright goes... Well, who's your defense attorney? Well, who's your defense attorney? And he's like, ha asshole, you are. <laughs> like, of course he is, Phoenix. And then he's like, well, who's the prosecutor? And everyone turns to recolor Miles Edgeworth. And they're like, and he's like, well, I assume I'm the prosecutor because I'm a United States attorney. All right. And, and then the judge stands up from behind the, the bar and goes, I forgot my gavel and I found it. And he goes, oh, a judge is here. How great. Yeah, he was like, I wasn't going to have a judge here, but all right. Which, time out for a second. If you were going to have this, like, elaborate retrial train jacking the entire time and you planned it this way, why would you have postcard entries for who could ride this train? Why would you even have that as a possibility? It's a real good question. And I get it, like, you wouldn't sell tickets. And I get it that you wouldn't. Like, you would invite the people that you want to invite. But why, for the love of God, would you have random people on the train? I don't know, because also, when they're eating, when we see Phoenix and, uh, we see some, one of the, one of the two sets eating. There's a lot of randos in that car eating that aren't in this Oh, case. yeah, when the judge are and, and, and Gumshoe are eating, there's randos in it. 
And then we never see them again. No, there's less randos, but like, what the... Okay, so you just have random passengers. All right, for no reason. Okay. Anyway. They confiscate everyone's cell phones, and they are like, go to Maya to collect all communication devices, and they're like, what's that? She's like, motion, motion, steal samurai! (laughs) (laughs) It's just a toy! And they're like, okay, checks out. (laughs) And they're they're like... Okay, let's go to this case and, and, um. Maya's like, can I go to the bathroom? Saito. Well, first Saito or whatever. What is his name? Uh, Saiga. Saiga. Saiga is like, I have to prepare. And he disappears and she's like, can I go to the bathroom? And the, and he, the king is like, yes. And she's like, thank you. And she goes to the bathroom and she's like, Gumshoe, help us. And she tells him the whole story. And Gumshoe went after he saw the spirit was, was then held at Tommy gunpoint he and was. put into a room. So he's and separate in, from yeah, everyone he's, else. He's still in his room. Um, and she, he's like, okay, pal, I'm coming over to train car number two, which is the dining car. And he opens the door to train car three, which he's in, and it's connected directly to the engine. And he's like, where's the train cars? Where's one and two? What's happening? Um, and so then we proceed with the trial. Here's the situation. Let's see if we can get into this of what, um, what the fuck happened. So a year ago, there was a event of some kind where... A man named, uh... Secretary General Kanansky. 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 What's his... His English name is Benjamin Kashanova, which I do very much like. We can call Benjamin him- like money, like Benjamins, and then Kashanova. I love it. Um, let's we'll call him Benjamin Kashanova because we struggled with the Japanese. So, yeah, Benjamin Kashanova, Secretary General Benjamin Kashanova, has identified... The Goldstruck Republic as a risk to the United States of America economy. So, <laughs> they invite Rich and, Rich and Odd to come speak at this event. A gun goes off. Kashanova has been murdered. It's Rich and Odd's gun... And also it's in his pocket, and also it's hot still. Which I guess we kind of never figured that part out, We super never figured that part out. I think we have to assume that the guy, the real murderer, fired it, and then shoved it into (laughs) his coat without him noticing. Yeah, somehow. Um, But it was, so, so that's what happens. That guy is murdered. It's, it's, it's Richmond's gun. And he's arrested. And yeah, prosecuted. he's arrested, er, prosecuted, and found guilty. And he's like, "You're gonna prove me innocent." And Phoenix is like, "I don't know." Oh anything. My, yeah, he's like, "I don't have much to work with here." And he's like, "Well, luckily, everyone who is crucial to the event is here." And so those people are the two nondescript guys who is, um, who is Edgar Piston of the American Cry Foundation, <laughs> same, and Alan Cylinder, and then um, the. The two ladies, which is the the granddaughter and the grandma, who is oh god, hey god, I mean I gotta get their her Japanese name up again because it was a trick and a half. So her Japanese name is Jam Jaminette Jaminette Pentaburo Beruno Jaminette Pentaburo, which means. Eat jam on bread. Right. So they changed her name in English to Mara Mite on Bread. Like Marmite on Bread. Her her granddaughter's name is Butterdee Pantab 
Beruno, so that's probably butter on bread. Yeah. Um, and then her name in in uh, English is Vega, or Vega. So it's Marmite on bread and ve- Vegemite on bread in uh, in English, and then in Japanese it's jam on bread, butter on bread. So grandma, we're gonna call it grandma bread, grandma jam, <laughs> grandma jam. Okay, grandma jam, and and Chris, croissant girl. <laughs> Grandma's on head. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wait, what? Breadhead. 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 <laughs> Grandma Jam and Breadhead. Um, so anyway, <laughs> so anyway, Rich and Odd was in the back corner of the room, and Phoenix is like, well, if you were the guest speaker, guest of honor, because you're the king of a country, question mark, um, why were you in the back of the room, asshole? And it's like, well, this one waiter came by and uh, spilled something on Grandma Jam. So I saw that and I was inflamed. And so I went over to help Grandma Jam because like, he spilled They were sitting champagne. next to each other and he's like, I'll go get napkins. The, the, uh, oh. Richard was napkin? standing next to Grandma Jam. Yeah. The waiter spills champagne on Grandma and he goes, I'll go get napkins. And he yeah. goes to the back corner because that's where the napkins to are. To get the napkins. And in the process of spilling champagne, he drops a tray, which the other two testify like, he dropped a tray. Some some five star hotel waiter, and then he dropped champagne on Grandma Jam. Some five star hotel waiter, and uh, and both times they're like, oh, we noticed he had a bandage on because he was injured. That's why he dropped things. Some five star hotel waiter, and so Phoenix is like, aha, that guy was injured. We should call him to the stand. And and Rich and Odd's like, luckily he's on this train, and his name is Gail Son. <laughs> Gail Gaelic. Gail Gaelic. Gail Gaelic. And his English name, I'll have you know, is Gail Gaelic. <laughs> so, Gail Gaelic is on this very train. And they're like, where, well, where the fuck is he? And he's like, oh, he's supposed to be here. So they go to his room and it's on fire and he's dead. <laughs> and so, there's a knife in him. Yeah. And so the prosecutor guy's like, out of the way, out of the way, out of the way. And they get the, the fire extinguisher. Maya runs and gets the fire extinguisher and he grabs it from her and he puts out the fire and then he goes up to the guy and he's like, he's already dead. Burner. <laughs> so then they shut the door because they're like, I won't have you tampering with a crime scene. Uh, and then they get in an argument about tampering with a crime scene and investigating the body. And Rich and Odd's like, oh, this is, my, this is my only witness. And this is my train. And I don't know what to do. And they're like, well, let us. Phoenix is like, you have to let us figure this out. Like, you have to. And so they open the door again. And the body's gone. Oh, Banner. Um. <laughs> Is this where Gumshoe comes back? <laughs> so then we flash to Gumshoe. Gumshoe's still trying to, like, figure shit out. And so he, he keeps trying to, like, get out of his car. And Regina is in this car. And so he ke- she keeps being like, get in your room. Get in your room. And so this time Gumshoe gets out of his, like, car. And she's at the back of the car. And so she's like, hey! And she attempts to run, falls flat on her face, fires off the timing gun wildly, like, by accident. Gumshoe gets grazed in the arm. Um... So Regina feels real bad. So Regina feels real bad, and she like she's like, I don't know what to do. And he's like, the situation's bad, pal. Like, we need to do something. And she's like, I can't. And he's like, you need to let me communicate with the outside world. And and she's like, I can't let you. You can't tip off the Japanese police. And he doesn't say what I want him to say, which is, I am the Japanese police. <laughs> he says, okay, I promise I won't tip off the Japanese police if you let me contact outside. And she's like, okay. So he gets on, and he starts touch, finger typing an on a email. Laptop. On a laptop, like one finger at a time, gumshoe. And he sends the email. And we're both like, in real life, we're like, 
who is he? I'm like, there's only one person. There's only one person. And like, meanwhile, Phoenix and Maya are investigating the train car and like the window doesn't open. And what is it? And then the train gets struck by lightning. No joke. Gumshoe's car gets struck by lightning. And then a body falls out of the tide. It's the guy. It's Gale Gaelic. The stabbed body. He falls out of the train car into like right outside Gumshoe. And so Gumshoe and Regina are like, holy shit. There's a dead body. There's a dead body. Um, but they also have the laptop, so they're patched into the video feed from the trial room, which is in the dining room. Flashback. <laughs> so the trial continues. Yes. We don't have our star witness. Um, I don't really know what Phoenix is gonna do. Like, I, he doesn't either. He doesn't either. I don't know if we do anything. Uh, we flash to America. <laughs> To the American prosecutor. I office. was about to start doing that thing whenever London comes up. That 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 tune that they always play. I was about to start singing that, but that's the wrong country. It is. I mean, you need to just be like USA. <laughs> so we flash to the American prosecutor's office, which is, as we all know, a thing. Edward gets an email on his phone. It's from Gumshoe. So he goes into the American prosecutor's office records room, which, as we know, is a thing. And he starts perusing the record and he says, hmm, this shows obvious tampering. Uh, who's the prosecutor on the case? It's Saiga. It's Saiga. Saiga. I can't get his names right. So it's Saiga. He's the prosecutor on the case. And some thugs come out from both sides and they're like, you can't drop it. Like, CIA, yeah, you can't do You this. can't do that. They don't even think they, they say No, CIA? but they look like CIA. So thugs. they're like, no wearing sunglasses. Cease and desist. And he's like, oh, you seem to have a problem with me looking at a Richinon file. And they're like, yeah, you don't have authorization. Like, we're taking you up to the chief prosecutor of America, which we all know is a thing. And he's like, good, I'd like to speak to the chief prosecutor about something. He shoves it. So he gets called upstairs to a dark room. Where a bunch of white dudes in suits are sitting, like bald old white dudes in suits are Which sitting. Which we do know is a Which thing. Which we do. It's like, okay, if there was a chief prosecutor of America, it would be like a gross tribunal, like that from the Avengers movie that decided to nuke New York. Like that would probably, all right, sure. Yeah. So Miles Edgeworth, all cocky, sitting in a chair talking to the chief prosecutor of America. They're all in like military uniforms too, which is hilarious. So, uh, Miles Edge was like, clearly this has been tampered with. This is malpractice. And they're like, <gasps> malpractice. Blah, 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 blah. And then, um, so the chief prosecutor is like, well, clearly we're not going to have malpractice. The American justice system, which Saigon, Saiga, Saiga, Saiga keeps saying the American justice system is perfect, which literally zero attorneys in America would ever say ever, ever. Yeah. But okay. So he's like, we can't have this. Like, you know, we can't have this. And Phoenix is, or not Phoenix, Miles is like, well, Rich and Odd has been found guilty through malpractice and he's going to cry himself to death. Like, essentially. <laughs> and and the chief prosecutor of America is like, well, he doesn't seem like much of a crier. And behind Edgeworth, this light starts coming up like they're opening a giant window. And it's not. It's a Skype channel to the train. <laughs> so... Because because when they started this trial, it, we were told that it only it was being video feed to one to source, a specific location, a specific location, and one that location is the chief prosecutor of America's office, which we know is a thing. Like you do, you just have a direct video feed to the chief prosecutor of America, and it's not like security feed from the camera in the corner. 
it's like really good, like close up headshots of everyone. And, and Miles is like, Phoenix. And the chief prosecutor explains to him that he's having a retrial on the train. Anyway, flashback to the train. I don't know how we figure this out, but we're kind of struggling. And then Gumshoe pops in to the, the video screen and he says, pal, you like we have the body didn't disappear. It's right here. And he like turns the laptop and it's like the body. And he's like, and plus you, we didn't like the body didn't disappear. Y'all disappeared because the train's not there. And Phoenix is like, oh, I played this Professor Layton game. So what happened, what had happened was is that, and then, and Gumshoe's like, I saw a human soul. And he's like, that's Maya's department. Maya's <laughs> Phoenix like, is like, that's Maya's department. Maya's like channeling, excuse me. Um, which, man, if we only could channel a dead guy and ask him what if, happened. If only. Um, with like a photo or something. So Phoenix is like, Gumshoe, what it looked like. And he's like, it looked like fire. And she, and he, Phoenix is like, we saw a fire, Maya, didn't we? And she's like, you're right, we did. And we, we flashback and the dinner that Phoenix is in, there is a birthday cake for the 87 year old Grandma Jam. <laughs> Grandma Jam had her 87th birthday cake. <laughs> At the same, they turn off the lights to sing happy birthday. At the same time, they uncouple the train cars and put the train cars number one and number two on a different track so that they could ram up the train cars for that Gumshoe's in and then put the train cars on the back. So now the train is positioned such that Gumshoe's in the first car and Phoenix's living car is the set, the second and last car and the last car is the dining car. And, and, uh, Rich and is like, I knew I picked a good lawyer. <laughs> and they're like, well, why'd you choose? Why'd you choose? Why'd you do it? Why'd you do the thing? And they're like, he's like, to, yo, that will become clear later. <laughs> does it? It does. Oh, yeah, it does. <laughs> that will become clear later. <laughs> and he's like, and then Phoenix continues and he's like, Saigon or whatever. I keep fucking this up. Sai- you want to just call him Tristan Turnbull? Saiga. Saiga, you are the one who killed Gale Gaelic because he was the star witness and he's the only one who could prove your crime wrong and you killed him. And he's like, how would I have killed him? I, I had nothing to do with him. I didn't even know him at all. And he's like, well, you killed him during that 20 minutes. Well, no, not 20 minutes. You killed him when you got onto the train and then you realized that the cars had been switched when you were doing your 20 minutes of prep and the body that we saw was a fake body and I can prove it. He's like, how can you prove it? He's like, Ricky <laughs> or whatever. What is his name? Rick Steam. Rick Steam. And Rick Steam is like, I could, as, like, I was helping him because I've been an informant for the Americans this entire time. I'm the one who framed you for murder. Like, he's the one who planted the gun, I think. He's like, I'm the one who framed you for murder, your majesty. And then after that, they were blackmailing me not to tell you. And and they would tell me that I betrayed you. Or they would tell you that I betrayed you. And so I kept helping them to keep my job. At this point, once you frame your boss for murder and he's going to prison in Japan, why wouldn't you quit? <laughs> At what point do you quit your job? Yeah, I, I feel like you're a little you're a little messed up there, buddy, because your boss is now in jail, so you don't have a job. You anymore. don't have a job. Like I don't understand how you're all on payroll still, but whatever. So Rick Steed's like, okay, so during the twenty minutes before the trial, Saiga came to me and said, like, help me some more, or I'll tell your boss that I betrayed you. I need you to pose as a dead body. Here's all this paper. When I'm about to find you, light it on fire. My job is to get to you first, so that nobody knows that you're not dead. That happened, fire extinguisher, closed the door. He then got up and hid behind, <laughs> hid behind the door. 
He hid behind the door. And so no when one... you opened it, it's a small train car. No one's going to think to check behind the door. Yeah, so everyone's like, the body's gone. And, like, he's right there the whole time. And then he, like, sneaks out from behind the door while everyone's standing there shocked. And then stands in the doorway and goes, is there anything I can help with? Yeah. When, which, what had actually happened is when they got onto the train, that Saiga and the and Gail Gale, like, like, looked at each other and they had some words. And then they met in a train car. And during the dinner... During the dinner that where Gumshoe had evacuated his train car, they went inside in Gumshoe's room. They had a conversation where Gail Gaelic was like, I am not going to be an assassin anymore. I'm thinking of going into blackmail. And the money you paid me off to kill that guy and stay silent about it was not enough. So I want more money. Or I'm going to expose the fact that you framed this guy and are trying to destroy for the economy. Remember that we, we did this because the American economy so fragile that this guy from the country of Richinad or whatever. Um, sorry, gold from the gold-struck republic is, is powerful enough and rich enough to entirely shatter the American economy, which I'll have you know, is not. <laughs> the, uh, no. So anyway, like, he kills that guy, he knifes that guy, he shoves him up into the ceiling tiles right outside of Gumshoe's room, Closes it and then goes to dinner. And looks real fucking smug and about like, it. Yeah, and then turns around and looks real fucking smug about it and then goes to dinner. And then he didn't plan on an entire fake trial, so during the 20 minutes he had to cover. And then Gumshoe goes, glad I wasn't in that room at the time. Yeah, he's like, oh, that's my room. He ain't sleeping in that room tonight. Um, which, there were no beds in any of this. It's like an overnight train ride to go watch the sunrise on the first day of the year. For some fucking reason. And, like, the first sunrise of the... Whatever. Anyway. So, Gumshoe is like, oh. And then in cuts into the video feed, Miles Edgeworth. <laughs> no, no, no. You have to say Miles Edgeworth's butt. Because we see that <laughs> Okay, first. Miles Edgeworth's butt cuts into the video feed. And then, and we then he turns around dramatically. It's Miles Edgeworth. And then, um... Oh, we did have a discussion with Saita earlier. Uh, where we... Um, where... Maya's like, you're kind of a shitty prosecutor, huh? And he's like, excuse me? And she's like, Miles Edgeworth would never let that thing with the bandage go. Like, that guy is really important. And she and he would have never let that go. Because he was like, we did talk to him a year ago, but we didn't even call him for trial because we found out he was useless. And she's like, he would have never left that alone. And he's like, Miles Edgeworth. So in the third year of law school, when Saito was in law school, he was winning at mock trial. Everyone was dressed in graduation robes with full honors garb, um, but not the hats. And it's mock trial, and he's like, oh, senpai, you didn't think of this, did you? And then Miles Edgeworth from the back stands up, and he says, oh, senpai, it was a trap set by the defense, and you didn't think. And he's like, that breaks the rules of mock trial. He's like, doesn't matter. This is what would be real. And then he's like, you didn't think of that, did you, senpai? And it's like destroys Saito's life. And then he's like, and then I ran away to America. Yeah. I need you also to know that those full <laughs> honor robes uh, look like, like really big cardigans on everyone, except you got a picture a young Miles Edgeworth uh-huh. with that on and the cravat. And the cravat. And the also cr- they're in Miles Edgeworth color. So like Miles looks fine because his is fitted and it's his color and he has a cravat on. Everyone else looks like an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but yeah, he like, he's like, I never, I never met a challenge before I'm, I never, what, what did he say? Something, I never met a, 
he that's the time I saw true talent, I think is what he said. I think that's the first time I ever saw true talent, and then I had to it fucked me up so bad I had to flee to America. So what country did this occur in? I don't know. I don't know. Germany, Japan, Japanony. I don't know. The Czech Republic of Goldstruck. What's the place where they speak wingdings? whatever. Bulgravia or whatever. I don't know. Anyway, so so anyway, he knows Miles Edgeworth. So Miles Edgeworth comes on the camera and he's like, Miles Edgeworth! And he's like, Phoenix is like, you know him? He's my, like, what? We're bros. He's my friend and also rival or whatever. And and he's like, yeah, I knew him in law school or whatever. And Miles Edgeworth is like, here's how you framed everything for the thing. And then the, and how do I know this? And it's the chief prosecutor of America, which as we discussed is a thing. And and he's like, yeah, you did, you did all this framing. And he's like, but I did it for for America to save the economy and he's and both Phoenix and Edgeworth at the same time point and they say you've betrayed justice good good <sighs> connection yeah well time. great not that you like murdered a human man with a knife <laughs> but you know, you betray justice you know you betray justice so he he has his damage animation which is just that his google glass breaks and explodes and then he like falls, will, to, his falls to his knees and immediately a timer comes on the screen because there's a bomb on the train, just like that game that we played, yeah, well, Bomb Squad. I think I think Uji does say, "Ah, oh, you're not guilty." Bang, bang, oh, yeah, bang he does. Gavel. He bangs the gavel and then, bam! And so, um, he's minutes. like, he's the rich and odd is like, "Thank you for your hard work, everyone, get off the car." And they're like, "What the fuck's happening?" He's like, "There's a bomb on the train because I know that either way, America would never let me get away." Like, like. Let me be free because their justice system is perfect and they value perfection above everything else. You know, classic America. Yeah. Um, we don't. We just think we're, even when we're wrong, we insist that we're right. It's different. <laughs> even though we know we're, that, we're, that we know we're wrong, we insist we're correct. So anyway, everyone off the car. The car starts to decouple. Phoenix and Maya are still on it with, with Richinod. Red lights blaring. Blah, blah, blah. Miles is still on screen too, and he's like, "No, we'll like it's okay. America's okay. Like we'll do it right." And yeah. he's like, "I can't believe you." Like the chief prosecutor is like, "No, we'll give you a yeah. fair reason." So um, the chief prosecutor of America says, "We insist on perfection in our justice system, which means we correct errors." immediately we will give you a fair <laughs> retrial and make everything public and i was like this is a very nice redeeming redemption arc for america in this and that's absolutely not what would happen in any eventuality ever this would never happen that's only if america had a chief had a chief prosecutor first of all if america had a chief prosecutor maybe that's what would happen but we have things in america that they don't have in japan California, which are called appeals you would appeal it with the new information that you have which is the confession of the prosecutor yeah, like you would do an appeal which we did get an appeal with maggie because we got to retry we got to redo her case but they just call it a retrial every time I, like i, I mean at true. least in america an appeal is another level you don't go to the same fucking judge that's true. you go to a different judge who's higher than that judge who tells that judge you were wrong and stomps on them like <laughs> like Okay, but, like, we'll give you a fair retrial, and we'll make it all public. And he's like, oh, my God. Ah. And then, so, it's like, we're communicating with Gumshoe, who's now driving the train. <laughs> and we tell Gumshoe to slow it down. Maya jumps over to the good car, safe cars. There's 24 seconds left. Phoenix is physically carrying Rich and Odd, who still what? has his top hat on. 
well, why why do we need to carry him? Because the weight of his own angst and surprise has just crippled yeah, him. Yeah, has crippled him. Because the chief prosecutor of America has bowed to him. Which I will tell you <laughs> is very meaningful in American culture. <laughs> so, so we get, we hobble over and we get out in the safe car. And we're like, Moshi Moshi, steal samurai, punch it, go, go show. And he's like, got it, over. And then... He punches it, and so we get away from the bomb car. Bomb car explodes. Wait, wait, wait. As we do, we watch the screen with Mile Edwards' close-up face. Oh, yeah. Smile and go blank. Smile go blank right before the explosion, because we can't explode Miles Edwards. <laughs> we can't. We can't leave him on screen to explode. That would be weird. So, anyway, the bomb car explodes at safe distance away. Everyone is happy. Yay. And then, um, that's it. Really, I don't think anything happened afterwards. <laughs> I don't. I don't even think we got to watch the sunset, the first sunset of the year over the Japanese lights. Oh, we did. No, there was a mountain and shit. It wasn't Fuji. It was just a mountain or whatever. We watched the sunrise for the first time for the year. And we were all happy because justice has been served. That's all three episodes. And honestly, I'm tired. I, I, uh, it's bizarre. Crazy. That took you 40 minutes to explain. In the end, that's, I mean... That's, and that's how long it takes to explain. I don't know if it's, and then you left this thinking this and saying this out loud is that we still don't know if this anime is good <laughs> or not. Like, we don't, is this a good show? I don't know. I had an enjoyable time with these fillers, but in a, in the most painful way I could imagine. <laughs> I can't imagine a more painful, enjoyable time. And it is some anime versus plausible bullshit. So like, that's on brand, I guess. But what I want is I need to talk to somebody who hasn't played the games ever, who is watching the show, because I need to know if this was as bonkers for them as it was for us, or if this is just on par with the bonkers level that the show is and, sla- and slash the game is. Because I don't know, because this was fucking crazy. It was a lot. It was really crazy. It was a lot. And that's like, so backing up. But playing Bomb Squad with the Moshi Moshi Seal Samurai and the Walkie Talkie and the Flip Flop wasn't evidence. It was just foreshadowing, which we've never had non-evidence-based foreshadowing that I know of. It's always that you get some evidence that yeah. you'll need later. Yeah. That Flip Flop just disappears and never comes again. Why does brand new train have a random, like, chunkla just in the corner? What? Yeah. How did... How did... Like, the Gucci slides get into the new, brand new train. Was it one of the other guests that never appears on screen ever again? Maybe, because there was a lot of them, and they just weren't there ever again. Did it fall off of the dead guy? I would have liked if we had seen the dead guy's shoes, and it was one of the dead guy's shoes. Well, no, because... He was dead at that point. Well, dead guy had tiny boots on. No, he wasn't, because he died during dinner, and that was right before Gumshoe goes to dinner. He did have tiny boots. He remembers tiny feet. Uh, it's just a poor animation bit, but, like, he turns sideways. You see him profile to walk into his car, and his feet are legit so small. Oh, my God. I forgot the part where we had to foreshadow the escape of the prisoner, because we do flash to the Japanese police, and there's a plane flying over, and they're like, a storm's brewing. This might become an international incident, which we have to assume is because the man is fled custody 
Yes. Um, and there's a, some bad animation there where we spent all the CG on the police lights, but we didn't spend any money on drawing the policemen. And, and like that scene was probably completely unnecessary, but fine. Yeah, that was the foreshadowing, just plot wise, but. God, I'm stuck on this flip flop because it's the only thing I can grasp to because everything else is so fucking crazy. I, I, if you're not watching the anime, I do highly recommend watching these episodes more so than Manfred and the Pancakes. Um, or Childhood Flashbacks. Or Childhood Flashbacks. Fuck those, man. Fuck the Stoplight Samurai. This is where it is. Like, watch these ones. I mean, I can't, uh, I don't know. It was a, it was an endeavor. It was a trip. He's dressed like a full Victorian gentleman through the even, entire trial. We even mentioned that. I did mention that. Well, at first. Like, he doesn't take his top hat off. He doesn't take his coat off. Nothing. Like, at least, at the very least, recolor Gregory Edgeworth takes his coat off. Like, so yeah. he's wearing his suit. But this guy does not. Yeah. He wanted to die like he lived in full Victorian frock. Yeah. I mean, you know what? If I was going to explode myself, I feel like I'd wear my fanciest clothes, too. But why would the king of a country... Question mark. Become a Japanese citizen. That's why we don't... I I don't understand. Is the manga going to answer these... Do I have to read the manga because is it going to answer these questions for me? Do I even want answers to these questions? I, if one of you guys can read the manga and let us know, that'd be preferred. Specifically, I need to know that if Goldstruck Republic is canon now. That one really just... Goldstruck Republic and then the Silver Star was the name of the train, which I... Yeah. I don't know. But the the Silver Star was at least in a Japan, right? Like, it's yes. just he bought a Japanese train line because he's a train nerd, and then he built a fancy train to go on the Japanese train line for tourism. And he did this all from prison. <laughs> he did do it all from prison because... Oh, maybe not. Well, maybe... Yeah, I think maybe not, but he did have it retrofitted to to be in his scheme from prison. I mean, he must have, um, it must have been over a year of him planning to have this train line in this train. However, it carried on to fruition after a year ago when he was convicted. Yeah. Just like. Because there weird. was, in the scrapbook, there was a picture of him standing on the train track. So he did buy it before he got into prison. Like, he was like, yeah, yeah, when he bought the train. So, like, he did have it retrofitted from prison using the guy who was selling him out to the Americans, who, by the way, is not rad about the fact that he was retrofitting a train with a bomb so that he could have a retrial. So that guy's um alliance allegiances are somewhat unclear because he did not feed that information to the Americans. I cannot stress enough that this, like, bullshit idea that, one, the Republic, Goldstruck Republic is... is a jeopardy to the American in economy. Like, they don't go into it. We're just supposed to accept that. But, like, what I would want them to say is something along the lines of, the Goldstruck Republic has brought has bought up all of America's debt. And thus, they would be, you know, that would jeopardize the economy. China could ruin our economy by just telling us to pay all of our debt. But <laughs> which, which we already have a faux China in... Ace Attorney. We do. So it's not, and it's not, I cannot for life me right now remember the name of that country, but. But can you imagine? So this is like, let's use an equivalency. So we, in order, we're gonna fuck up this country with espionage. And the way that we choose to do it is by inviting Xi Jinping to speak at 
a Marriott <laughs> is basically a Marriott. So Xi Jinping comes to speak at a Marriott and sees a grandma gets champagne. Grandma Jam gets champagne spilled on him, and he and Xi Jinping, with no security, is like, "I'll get you a napkin, ma'am." I can't. I can't with this. I cannot. I cannot. And we've hired a seedy assassin with too much purple eyeliner to do the deed. There's so many better ways to fuck up someone who is not in your country. Like, could have deported him. You could have vetoed his diplomatic immunity. Except for you can't. He's just a regular Japanese citizen. So you could deport him. You can murder him. But you've decided to do this after he's become a nationalized Japanese citizen and thus no longer a threat to the Jap- the American economy because he holds no pay- sway as a sovereign ruler. So how is he going to fuck up the... I don't understand why this happened. And for someone who doesn't care about all of those reasons, I just straight up don't understand... Why are like if if he is if it's not a country, like the just the basic logistics. If it's a country, okay, and he's a king, he can't just become a Japanese citizen. No, if it's a business and they're weird and they just call him king, sure you can become a Japanese citizen. But then why does it wreck the entire economy? Like yeah. there's just if it's co- Jeff if it's just Bezos, right? Like if he's if Richinot is Jeff Bezos. He doesn't have the power to crash the American economy. Jeff Bezos could not destroy the American economy. He could destroy very many businesses in America. But he couldn't crash the economy. I think people would argue he could. How? I don't know. I didn't say I was one of them. All right, so here I'm we just are. Saying, I feel like people would. Here's the homework. One, tell me how Jeff Bezos could crash the American economy. Address those e- emails to Michelle. And address those emails to Michelle. Oh, like... Not Jeff Bezos himself, but a an equivalency. Someone who owned a very rich company. How could that person crash the American economy? Two, if you read the manga and it answers any of these questions, please, and what the flip-flop is there. Please, <laughs> and what the flip-flop. <laughs> what the flip-flop, please tell us. Um, anything else that we want people to explain about this case from the manga? I don't have any other homework. I don't know. There's no homework. Jeff Bezos, read the manga. If you did, please tell us what the fuck. Somebody emailed us and they were like, I wasn't really paying attention to this case. And I get it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I can pull up email again. Um, I think it was, it was, uh, OG Master Mask in terms of, yeah, I really didn't pay that much attention. Well, there you go. You got the whole thing laid out for you. (laughs) Nice synopsis there. Um, but there was there was a nice or like a, a good point, which was basically like the plot seemed really simple for an Ace Attorney case. Not um, if you look too deep like <laughs> we do, man. Not if. Uh, but the prosecutor they made up was kind of cool, but upset that they made him the villain since prosecutor equals villain evil. The trope has been done to I'll, death. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. It was kind of cool seeing Gumshoe and Edgy, Edgy, Edgy interacting. Because until until he was revealed to be the villain, I was like, why isn't Edgeworth here? Like, why didn't we just get Edgeworth? And it's like, oh, because that guy's the murderer. Um, but if he hadn't been the murderer, we should have just used Edgeworth. Yeah. But then it would be too fan fiction-y. It would be. be pretty bad. Honestly, though. But, like, the next episode co- that comes up is a 47-minute episode of 
of the Turn Mia. About memories, the Mia, back, the Mia remember case. Mm-hmm. So, like, we thought that was an OVA, but it's going to be stuck right in the middle of the season, unless this is the end of the season and I'm wrong. I don't think so, because we haven't done the Godot case yet. So it's like, it's we're two-thirds of the way through this, the plot of, thir- like, we're two-thirds of the way through the plot of the third game. We've done this filler. We're going to do the Mia cases, this insert OVA, and then we'll do the rest of the Godot case. We're just baffled on the choices. <laughs> So, yeah. that's what's going to come up next time. Um, maybe we'll have Jesse back. I don't know. Maybe Jesse will come back. Jing. <laughs> uh, in the meantime, you can email all those things to us at objecttothispodcast at gmail.com. Um, you can also send us messages, which I did not check. Sorry, if you sent us a message on Tumblr at objecttothis.tumblr.com. Um, you can find us on Podcast Garden for the time being. Podcastgarden.com slash podcast slash this. Uh, or Apple Podcasts. You can find us on Apple Podcasts. Uh, rate and review us there because we do like to read those and they're always, they're always a delight. Even if they are about cheesy angles or pancakes. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Dark Shadow H2 off the YouTubes for our theme song, Hey Pal, Detective Gumshoe Remix. Uh, thanks, Michelle, for garbage that's at the end of this. Man, I don't even know. <laughs> And we didn't get a new opener. That's what I'm the most angry about. Anyway, keep going. Uh, I Oh, the other thing we're mad about is Maya's eyes being blue all My, the time. Maya's eyes change color constantly. In the ender, they're blue. They're really in the blue. opener, they're black. In the series, they're the spectrum. Yeah. So just like, whatever. <laughs> whatever. Anyway, help us through the drought. We'll help, help us help you help us. And in the meantime, I'm Stephanie. I'm Michelle. And that was Object to This, so why don't you object to that?